Hey, what's up, Storm Freaks? It's Phil. And this episode, it's all about what goes into creating a tornado disaster movie. We're in the studio with Jamie Winterstern, the director of the upcoming storm-chasing film, Supercell. You want to work your way up to, um, you know, the climax of the film. So you, you find the right storm with the right distance and the right lighting. And then you'll be surprised. It doesn't take a lot of work for um, our, our VFX team and our animators to... Uh, to basically comp those two shots together. And we'll share our hashtag weatherfools this week and some WX resources for you. And wait, there's more on episode 150 of the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Going green. Greenage. Saddle now. You got it, boss. Welcome, everybody, to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, thanks to our Patreon members that uh, help support the show. Those of, uh, those of you that are joining us live tonight as well, uh, it's great having you on board. Uh, we also have our VIPs here back in the green room. Uh, I see currently on, I see Josh and Curtis is there. And, of course, in the green room, we've got Dan Garrett and Angela. Uh, I actually... Had a, I don't know if all you guys know this, uh, was just last two weekends ago, was at the National Storm Chaser Summit uh, near Oklahoma City, and actually had a chance to meet one-on-one -on -one finally with Dan and Angela. Had a chance to see both of them, and Dan won second place for best uh, storm chase vehicle. Ooh, so that was awesome. that was kind of cool as well. Congratulations! Right behind the Stormfront Freaks van, right, Phil? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't enter it. I I knew <laughs> we'd win. No magnets. I okay. Wanted to give everybody else an opportunity. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was funny. It was incognito because it it looked like a minivan because I forgot to bring the magnets <laughs> to throw on the side. Uh, but tell you what, you guys can also join us and our team at Patreon.com slash Stormfront Freaks and be live in the chat or on the show uh, with our guests. You all know it's, it's in, unless this is the first time you're listening to us, it's always happy hour. Every night we record uh, gives us a chance to have a good time, let you know we're here to have fun, uh, but also gives us a chance as we find out what everybody's drinking for you to know who's, uh, who's here tonight. So we're going to go around the horn. Uh, I always try and start off uh, up in Minnesota with our Skywarn coordinator, MJ. What are you drinking tonight? Hey, I think I might have had this last time because I still had some in the refrigerator. It is uh, from Urban Growler Brewing Company here in the in the St. Paul. The uh, what is it? Tangled Tinsale. Whoops, Tangled Tinsale Amber Ale. Nice. It's very good. Isn't that also known as Kraken in a can? <laughs> yeah. No, not this time. No. MJ, that is the same beer from last time, right? Two weeks ago. This is a different yeah, beer. No, it's a new you new didn't beer. Keep it. Okay. Great. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little flat. Yeah. All right, Maz, our former on-camera meteorologist in Cincinnati. Maz, what are you drinking? I got the Braxton Storm Golden Cream Ale. It's good. Ah. You can't see it very well. It disappears, but good stuff. Good Storm, name. that is good stuff. Good stuff. I like that. All right, and then we have uh, Brady. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Brad. Brad Harris, uh, Brady's alter ego, uh, our atmospheric science grad from Ohio State. I, Brad, I'm afraid to ask you what you're drinking tonight. You know, I'm having some bullet, and, and Brad is like the typical, you know, person who knows nothing about the weather, who's always like, you know, what's a watch or a warning? So that that's who Brad is, but I'm having some bullet bourbon tonight, you know, keeping it real. That's good stuff. I, I can't wait to hear what your questions for Jamie are going to be tonight. Yeah, really. 
Uh, and then we've got Kim, our former camera on-camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel. Kim, welcome back. What are you drinking? Hey, thanks, you guys. Well, first, who day? I don't know if you can see. Yes. All right, oh, Bengals. Oh, nice. I'm old enough to remember the last time they were in the Super Bowl. So anyway, but I am drinking red wine. So it's a typical radius eclipse, and I'm drinking it out of a beer mug, but it has the Bengals on it. So anyway. That's what I'm drinking. Very good. Cool. Cool. All right. Okay. Uh, I, and then I think we've we've got everybody except our guest tonight. So Maz, I'm going to turn it over to you to introduce our guest. Excellent. We've well, you got. Guys Jake. Are not gonna, you're not going to ask me what I'm drinking. We will. Ooh. We will. But since you're <laughs> since you're like a bull in a china shop here with the microphone, what are you drinking? <laughs> I well, I'm a tequila snob, so I have Ocho and Yeho. Oh, a new bottle today. <laughs> it's you know no that this one this is what I had in my fridge you know it's funny I was uh, I was driving home today and I was wondering well what should I drink tonight and I was thinking about Do Dos Hombres which is a mezcal I don't know if you're familiar with it um, the Breaking Bad cast uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul came up with it and I I really love it and then of, of course one minute later uh, there was a radio ad for Dos Hombres. I've never heard a radio ad before, and it literally happened one minute after I thought, should I be drinking Dos Hombres? So I don't know what's going on, wow. if there was like bugs in the car or what's going on with technology these days, but that, I thought that was a little weird. <laughs> it's weird. Wow. That's oh, impressive. tequila. Wow. Do you drink <laughs> shots? Are you doing shots? What are you doing? No, no. It, I'm, it's a sipping. This, oh, okay. Just, All right. The, these, the the tequila I drink it's it's a sipping tequila I I don't I don't think I I've done a shot of tequila since college. Oh wow! Well, well that might be a change in the game okay. show. We'll see. We'll see. You got a worm in the bottom of that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Hey, Jay, Jamie, we're glad no. you're with us. No matter how much you had here today, college. just to let you know, yeah. Jay, Jamie Winterstern is the director and co-writer both of the upcoming storm disaster film supercell starring alec baldwin now jamie came became one of the youngest to direct edit and produce an nbc primetime drama series siberia jamie glad to have you tonight and i gotta ask you this how did so what was the whole beginning thought the very first thought of supercell how does this come into your mind what were you doing and like what made you say like i gotta make this I, you know, I, I've, I've been going to Florida my whole life. My, my family had a, um, we had an apartment there. We, I'm originally from Montreal. So if you know, Montreal, it's cold. And during the winter time, you'd call them snowbirds. We would travel to Florida, uh, you know, for, for basically winter time and, and, and whenever it got cold. And I just, I just watched lightning. I was obsessed with lightning growing up. I just, you know, Florida had his lightning, uh, lightning state of the world, uh, sorry, uh, of the country. And uh, I just, I was fascinated by lightning. And I, you know, as I got older, I always figured, you know, that was it. You know, seeing a thunderstorm over the ocean was like the apex of, of a storm experience. And then I, I had friends that were from the Midwest and they were like, have you ever seen a storm in Texas? Have you ever seen a storm in Oklahoma? I said, no, but I've seen storms in Florida. It's, they're nice. And they're like, you have no idea. So I, I you know, like three years ago, I, um, I was thinking, you know, I, I want to go tornado chasing. I really got to try this out. I, I got to figure this out. So I went online and I started looking up these tour companies and I, and I stumbled upon a few of them. And, and one of them was Tempest Tours. Um, and I 
found, you know, I found a contact number. Or I think I emailed them. And, you know, the, the tours are, are kind of expensive. I, they go for a few thousand dollars a week uh, to go on these tours. And, I, you know, for me, I, I didn't know better. I figured, you know, that's that seems a lot of, you know, pretty expensive. So I, I just contacted, uh, I contacted uh, Kim George works there. And I was, I asked her about, you know, well, I, I don't know if I have like three, $4,000 to spend, but you know, could you give me any advice so I don't kill myself because I'm going to fly down there anyways and rent a car and figure it out. And, uh, she was very nice. She, she told me, why don't you contact my husband? He's in Arlington. And, I, you know, I, I was expecting a no, you know, you're not going to pay our company, no information, but, but she was, she, she gave us uh, her husband's contact and my fiance and I, we went to Arlington. That's, we flew into Dallas and, you know, we set aside four days for chasing. We figured there was a, a severe uh, storm, you know, severe situation coming through over the next few days. I knew that much. And, um, and uh, Steve George, her husband, geologist, sweetest guy, um, he gave us like three hours of his time in his office and he gave us the breakdown of how to chase, uh, basically how the her works, um, how, you know, all the websites work in terms of, you know, tracking it, the, the ghost satellite being, you know, once, once you figure out what the NAM nest is, then you figure out what the her is. Then on the day you watch the satellite and you, you wait for the cumies to pop. And then when the cumies pop, then you figure out kind of, you look at the radar and then he starts, and he gave all this information just out of the kindness of his heart. And, you know, we established a beautiful relationship with them. Um, but going back to the story, our first, uh, our first experience was in Ozona and it was my fiance and I, we were in a rental car and my first supercell, it, it was like the, her had like one red dot at like 3 PM. That was it. It was, it was just, he said, go to Ozona at this time and you'll see what happens. And sure enough, we got there and it was like, unlike anything I ever seen, it was an atomic bomb of a situation. I saw the anvil from probably 20 miles away. And as we got closer, it just got bigger and bigger. And from that moment on, I was hooked. I, 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 I knew something was special uh, with storm chasing. Did you ever see a tornado? I, that's a tricky question. What do you classify a tornado? Because I saw some dust spin ups that I would say, oh, that's a tornado. But I guess a seasoned chaser would be like, eh, I don't think I would call that a tornado. That might've been like a EF zero. Um, I, I believe I've seen tornadoes before, but I, I in all e honesty- EF zero is a tornado. It's I've a tornado. Hey, that's more than <laughs> I've is. seen. I haven't seen anything. So sure. I mean, it, yeah. Sure. So sunglasses. A, a dust um, devil. <laughs> yeah, but to answer your question, I, I and I, and this is the very prolonged version of the story. Is you know the idea where did it come from? So I, I that was my first chasing experience. I saw my first supercell that night. I I, I drove with, with some ignorance because I, I didn't necessarily know what I was doing. I drove through a core at night, and my fiance and I punched the core, and we got to the backside of a supercell, which I had no clue what that meant until I stopped and watched the light show that the backside of the supercell produces. And I, you know, I, I and don't, and, and this is something just to note for later, because this is really cool is I, I, I had a, uh, I had a, a, a nice Sony camera with me. I was, I was uh, videoing, videoing and capturing a lot of uh, stills of these storms. 
and and actually some of this footage will be in the movie, which is really cool. But um, yeah, so I after that week, I went, I think a few weeks later with a friend. And then at that point I said to myself, why haven't I seen a storm chasing movie? Like a real storm chasing movie, not necessarily a movie that was like a Roland Emmerich end of days type of situation where LA has tornadoes. A, a movie about the community and what happens every spring in Tornado Alley. And I, I thought to myself, well, I haven't seen a movie since Twister like that. That was in 1996. And I said, we're long term, we're, we're due for a movie that, that takes place uh, in and around the community and, and the, the backdrop of storm chasing. And that's kind of where it was birthed. And so you chose Montana. Yes. So Montana was, uh, I think, yeah, we, we were filming in May. So Oklahoma was off the table, Texas, Oklahoma, you know, we're, we're what you consider an independent film. You know, when you think of what Twister was, Twister was a blockbuster studio movie. Twister could afford to film in Oklahoma during storm uh, season. And That's if true. they went off offline for two, three days, well, you know, that would cost them a lot of money and they would just pick it back up a few days later. And, and, and but for us, we had to play it safe. We had to, we had to find, uh, the planes that existed where, where you could see the horizon line miles and miles away. Uh, but we didn't want the risk of, of running into an actual severe weather event. So Montana, I know Man Montana gets theirs a little later in the season, uh, June, July, but that was a kind of a good place for us to, to film. Is there a plan to use any CGI in this like Twister? So this is, this is interesting. Um, Twister, I you everyone here has seen Twister. I'm I'm making that assumption. Okay, Twister, I, I love Twister. It's a it's a classical film. Um, Twister was all CGI. They I think at the time it was state of the art. I, I'm I'm still watching it. I, I enjoy it. Although you know some people I've spoken to aren't necessarily you know they don't know if the the CGI is held up. Um, but the only way we were able to approach. Um, having these storms feel as real as as if you were there in person is uh using uh force perspective and actual stock stock shots uh of tornadoes and of supercells wall clouds weather events and uh it's just tricking the eye and using real footage so you know cgi i think if you have a hundred million dollars or you have a huge vfx budget uh, you can afford to maybe even think about uh, producing that. Um, but when you're an independent film, you got to find ways to to cheat the eye, cheat the audience into believing something because you we couldn't afford Twister CGI. In today's world, I, you know, I, I have no clue how much that would cost, but you will be very impressed with how effective um, finding the right shot of a tornado and and soup and basically comping it in using force perspective, for what we would shoot in Montana with a plate to make it, you know, to thinking that was, that actually happened uh, while we were, while we were filming. I'm very impressed that? with how that worked. How do you do that with the force perspective? So, you know, basically everything is pretty much boarded. Um, so for instance, if you have a shot of, let's say 
you're in a car and you're driving toward a, a storm, let's call it a supercell, nice structure, a wall cloud, and you're shooting through the windshield. Now, you might, you might have a blue sky on that day. Um, you might have an overcast day. And you, know, you basically, you shoot the plate. And then what you do is uh, you go through a lot of footage. There's thankfully, there's a lot of very talented uh, storm aficionados and, and photographers and filmmakers that um, have shot great footage of storms over the last 20 plus years. Um, and what you do is you find the right perspective that feels like that's around the same distance where I think the storm would be from where the camera is. That looks like the uh, violent nature of, you know, you gotta be careful because the movie's about two hours long. So you don't wanna blow your wad in the first, you know, 20, 30 minutes, you wanna work your way up to, um, you know, the climax of the film. So you, you find the right storm with the right distance and the right lighting, and then you'll be surprised. It doesn't take a lot of work for um, our, our VFX team and our animators to, uh, to basically comp those two shots together. And with just very subtle coloring and some particles to, to kind of blend in the two different shots, uh, you'd think it's one, one frame, one shot. Jamie, you got to be careful using uh, the terms "blow your wad" <laughs> okay. uh, and "climax" <laughs> with this group. That's going to end up <laughs> on my TikTok if we're not I careful. Guess. MJ, do you have a name for the You show guys now? went there. I got I a name for the, the show. show. You guys went there, not me. Well, you guys, it's Phil. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I think everybody went there. <laughs> so, Jamie, what what is it like being like a director? So, 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 basically, you're you're are you you know in the shot controlling. Hey, I think this looks good. I don't think that looks good and and how 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 um do you have to kind of imagine since you use are using these you know force place shots um you know kind of what it would look like like i'm assuming you're probably a very visual person right yes you, you have to be I and mean, that's that's the craft it's you're basically story you're you're telling a story with with a camera um it's all visual and um you know the thing is directing it's you know, I went to film school. I studied film. I, I've been a, a lover of film since since I was a kid. And you know, you, you you there's so much education you can do. But when you're out there and you get onto set, things happen. Things change. Um, you have to be able to adapt to things. And as long as you know, as long as you come from a place like you know, a passionate place and a place of, 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 you know, that feels right. It's all instinctual. I guess I can, the best way I can put it, trust your instincts. Cause when you're, when you're on set and you have a hundred people there and, and time is money and every second is the difference between you getting that shot you really want and not getting it, you got to make such quick decisions. So you just have to have the confidence and, 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 and be able to live with every decision you make. And, Listen, nothing's perfect. You know, this is my first film. I do think I made a lot of mistakes, but I do think that at, at the end of the day, um, I'm very proud of what we accomplished. And I think, I think, uh, you know, the audience, not just the storm chasing community, but, but the world is going to be very excited. Um, I hope they're going to enjoy the film um, as, as the way that, you know, we produced it and, and we, we're, we're going to deliver it. Did you have any, um, did you use any kind of, meteorological consultative service or any any meteorologist oh. join in with you um you know I, i've been very fortunate i i wanted to do this right and um you know it's it's interesting because there's this balancing act you have to do 
where you want to you want to be truthful to the community you want to you want to get things right you want to have the right lingo you want to make sure that it makes sense scientifically but you also have to remember you're making a movie and um you know I, I, like I said, I was very fortunate. I, I, I started off by having a tremendous relationship with, uh, with Steve and Kim George, who, uh, you know, are very close with Martin Licious. They work with Martin Licious and Tempest Tours. Um, they were, they were very integral. They, they, they supported the movie, um, from the beginning, uh, Val Castor. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Val and Amy Castor up in Oklahoma. Um, we actually, they they gave us um, they chaperoned us on a chase after principal, where I was able to get more footage of the planes and get the actual vehicles in the same landscape and the skies as as the storms. Um, so they were tremendous. Um, I've I've also was very close with Skip Talbot, who I know was a guest on this shore uh, the show. Uh, Hank Shima, who is. Awesome. He's been a, a, a huge supporter. I'm actually going to be using a lot of his footage uh, in this movie. Um, when you when we asked when we were talking about like what kind of footage are we going to be comping in, it's going to, a lot of Hank Hank's um, supporting us in that way. So there was uh, you know I, I attended Tessa um, two years ago and I met some some really special people. Uh, uh, you know. Um, uh, Roger Edwards, uh, I think he's a legendary forecaster, right? And uh, some other people through through Martin and, and the community. And I just, you know, the reason I wanted to make the film isn't just to make a disaster movie. You know, there's a lot of big, you know, action films. What what the movie you'll find out is more about is 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 family and community, and and the storm chasing community. And and that's something I I picked up on the first. The very first trip I went storm chasing in Texas, that night we ended up at a bar somewhere in Ozona or Iran, Texas. And I thought we were we were completely screwed because it was late, we were in the middle of nowhere. We go into this bar and I see so many people with their laptops open, sharing stories, showing imagery of what they had shot. And I was like, this is so warm, this is cozy, this is special, this is a movie. And and I've, I've tried to be as close as possible to the storm chasing community because they've been very helpful in supporting it. Well, I'll tell you what, Jamie, we've got totally different weather than what we've been talking about here in the Midwest. We're dealing with all kinds of sleet and snow tonight. Um, so I'm looking forward to uh, those kind of storms uh, personally. Yes. But I'll tell you what, with the Drive Weather app, you always know the weather along your route, right? It's like a GPS and it tells you the weather along your route, what it's going to be at the p time you're getting to that point, which is so cool because you can say, I'm driving from uh, uh, Angela tonight. She's down in Texas. She's got to drive to Indiana in a couple days. She could pop that in drive weather app and it will tell her if you leave at this time it'll show you here's what the weather is going to be like along your route as you're getting to those different points and it's so cool because if you see some bad weather you can you got a little slider at the bottom and you can adjust that departure slider to say well how, how, what, what if i delay myself maybe three hours what's the weather going to be like now and you might find out weather is going to be much better along your route if you wait three hours to leave 
as opposed to if you leave now and you find out you're going to be stuck in traffic and bad weather for three to five hours, right? That's what's so great. And and the free version of Drive Weather, uh, it allows up to an 850-mile trip. Uh, once you try it once, you're going to want to keep it all year long. It's the official travel app of Stormfront Freaks podcast. Again, that's the Drive Weather app, and you can find out more at driveweatherapp.com, or just go ahead and download it uh, from Google or your Apple Store. Uh, We're going to be right back. We're going to take a little break, and uh, go ahead and grab another drink. We'll be back with Jamie and more talk of Supercell. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, here with Supercell director Jamie Winter Stern. Jamie, the, the one thing we haven't talked about, I know there's there's not officially a release date yet. You're currently in post production, uh, which, which might be interesting to learn kind of what process you're in right now, post production wise. But tell us a little bit about the movie. Like, what's the premise of the movie? What's it about? Uh, what what do we have to get excited about? Well, without giving too much away, I got to be very careful, right? Because, you know, there's no release date. We're still, you know, in the makings of it. Um, what I can say is that, you know, if if Twister was really about the scientists, you know, we think back to 1996, it was a focus on the science. Uh, what has changed in the last 25 years, uh, Supercell kind of deals more with the tourism aspect of storm chasing um, and also kind of the, the uh, the, the comparing of do we chase for knowledge or do we chase for thrills? And I think that's sometimes an important question to ask ourselves. What's uh, yeah, I know there's, yeah, there's already yeah. been little snippets about the movie. Um, I, I assume mm-hmm. that's released information. Uh, oh yeah. I, you know, I guess that the shortest, uh, quickest one I could give is it's really a coming of age story about a boy uh, who loses his father and um, you know, to storm chasing. His father's a legendary storm chaser named Bill Brody. And years later, he runs away to the Midwest uh, to rendezvous with some of his father's old colleagues to learn more about who his father was and his birthright. And uh, he ends up uh, discovering, you know, a lot. And <laughs> that's all I want to say. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did you pick the name Bill in honor of Bill Paxton? You know, I... It's funny, I, like I said, when I originally was broaching the subject of trying to put together a movie, a tornado film, uh, you know, I was definitely inspired by Twister. I, I, in, the initial thought was, what if I wrote a spec sequel to Twister? Uh, Bill, pa- you know, what, what would have ha- become of uh, Joe and Bill Harding? That was the character names in the film. And unfortunately, you know, Bill Paxton passed away and so, you know, what would that look like if, you know, Bill and Joe uh, Harding had a child? And what if Bill lost his life doing the thing he loved? What would happen to that son of his? How would the son, you know, 
think of himself and his father. And that, that was the seed behind this, this new concept, super self. I love that. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, Jamie, you mentioned uh, that you're uh, basically Ron Howard, Steven Spielberg, and <laughs> kind, of, kind of rolled all together in one. You, you, you your words. Um, what about budget? Like, uh, like, is the budget for this movie? Are we talking like in the like half a billion dollar budget kind of deal? Like, first off, let me correct by saying I, I, I am inspired. <laughs> Oh, really influenced by those directors. They, I grew up watching their films and, uh, you know, I think of the world of them. And of course, there's nobody that's going to replace Steven Spielberg. I, well, you know, on, that Jamie, he... we haven't seen your film yet. <laughs> you know, I mean, let's, right. let's, let's, let's hold our horses here, right? We're talking about potentially the greatest living director of all time. Um, I, you know, yeah, they, it's, it's interesting because I got to be careful. Um, you think of the films I grew up watching, and I'm sure everyone here watched, you know, the Indiana Jones, the ETs, the Back to the Futures, the movies mm -hmm. that were, you, you could be eight years old, you can be 70 years old, you're gonna have a fun adventure. Yeah. Um, I don't see those films anymore. And, you know, those films also were studio movies. They had 50, you know, at the time, maybe there was 50 to 100 within uh, 100 million. With inflation, we're talking about Marvel level budgets. So, how do you, how do you create something with that same panache on a, I, you know, on a small indie budget? And when I talk about small indie budget, $5 million, $5 million might seem like a lot of money, but you know, if you're making a very small character drama, that's all shot in one location, that's a lot of money. But when you're making a tornado film and you're, you know, you're driving cross across country, cross state, and, and you got to basically recreate, these marvels, these wonders, the, the cumulonimbus, the supercell structure, the tornado, the, you know, the rain, the wind, it, that money goes quick. So um, I hope I can just have like a, you know, if I could just have a, a percentage of what those guys did back in the eighties, I'll be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> what's the biggest cost? What's the biggest cost of budget? Um, the biggest cost of the budget. That's interesting. This, you know, I'm not the producer. You're asking the wrong guy. Mind you, that all. Yeah, money. Quite, I, 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 you know, I will say, you know, the 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 probably the 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 biggest cost was, is probably transportation. You know, you you don't think about what goes into making a film. All the all the crew, all the equipment, all, you know, everyone moving from the hotel to set, you know, wrapping a location in one city, going to another, you know, moving around. That's, that's a huge cost. And, you know, you have a village that you basically plant in, in as little as a day, then you have to uproot the village and move it, you know, cross town. Like the movement, the, the transportation of a movie is, is I, I would say is one of the most expensive things. I got one more for you here real quick. So what's, what's, what was the worst day that you had while filming this? Oh, it's, uh, how, <laughs> I, let me think, you know, there was one day where, uh, the water truck would not work. Um, I don't know what happened. Maybe uh, apparently there was, um, 
the inside of the, the truck was rusted. So there was pieces of metal that blocked the sprinkler system from giving us actual rain in the scene. And uh, we had to sit in idle for probably three hours waiting mm. for a new water truck to come and replace the old water truck. And that was one of the more important days of filming. Um, I don't, I can't give too many, too much details on what that day was about. Um, maybe on the next time I come on, we'll get, you know, into the more fun stories where I can say a lot more about all that, but I, uh, tease, tease. I will, <laughs> um, but I will say, yeah, the water truck kind of breaking down on us was a, was it would def definitely suck. And I will say, this is funny. So every, you know, we as film as storm chasers or just, you know, uh, aficionados in, in, in storms, we love lightning, right? Lightning is, is exciting. It's gorgeous. I, I, I photograph lightning. I love lightning. But on a film set, lightning is one of the greatest hazards. Yeah. And if there's a lightning strike within, I think, 10 miles, you have to shut down production for a half an hour. Wow. And and that's huge because you only have so much time to make your days. So if you if you get a lightning strike and you're down for a half an hour, that could be two to three shots that you were planning on getting. So I, I think on that same day, the water truck didn't work. We also had a lightning strike in Montana oh, no. that shut us down in addition. So we it's lost the perfect storm. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's, that's on that cue. Yeah, that's, that's the sound, Jamie. It is time for our lightning round, which is our, our game show of flashy and brilliant questions. We always play with our guests. Uh, tonight, you're going to love this one. You're a film director, and, and due, to, due to the timing of our recording tonight, we're going to play one tonight. It's called Groundhog Day Movie Facts or F*** Knows. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yep. So, uh, so basically, this is going to be, I'm going to give you three potential facts of the movie Groundhog Day. Have you guys all seen Groundhog Day, Bill it Murray? I just watched yesterday. <laughs> You'll be good at this it. then. We watched it, yeah. It's like deja vu. This, this this show is starting to feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you three potential true facts about the movie Groundhog Day, and you have to identify the one of those three facts that is true. Two of them are knows. Okay, so that that's where that's where we get the name. <laughs> really creative. <laughs> I'm losing my creative touch. Uh, so, like so here's what I'll, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give those three, and then I'll go around the horn, Jamie, and I'll we'll kind of touch base with each of the freaks. They can tell us which one they think is true, but you're gonna come up with the final answer. They're just kind of maybe giving you some hints what they think it might be, but ultimately it's gonna come down to you to decide which one is true. You ready? Ready. All right, here we go. So here are the first three. Number one. Bill Murray was bitten by the groundhog twice during shooting, which uh, made him have to have uh, an anti-rabies injection because the bites were so severe. So he got bit twice by the groundhog, and he had to have rabies injections. Second one, Harold Ramis, who was the director, originally wanted Michael Keaton for the lead role, but he decided against it, saying that Keaton was too recognizable as Batman. Uh, and then the third one is the original script had Phil, the character, Looping for 5,000 years. All right, so one of those is correct. Two of them are knows. Uh, Brad Harris, I'm going to start with you. Which one do you think is the true statement? 
I think it's the one where he gets the rabies. That just sounds I okay. Don't know. All right, Kim. No, I think it's uh, Michael Keaton. I think they wanted to use Michael Keaton. All right, Greg. What What do you think? I just want it to be the rabies thing. Yeah, I just want it to be. That. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Maz, your thoughts? I'm going with B. Uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah. All right, MJ. <laughs> I'm going with Keaton. Okay, Jamie, those are their thoughts. What do you think? What do you think is the true statement, true fact? Well, I, I, I think that the Keaton thing is something that happens a lot in films where you get concerned about previous roles, so I'll go with B. Wow. Rabies! Oh, yeah, fuck no. Rabies. So, so the, the true answer was uh, Bill Murray was bitten and had to have yes, rabies shot. No. So, <laughs> so that is true. Oh, let's go. Um, Michael Keaton at one point was, uh, I guess, considered for the role, but he passed on it because he didn't understand the script. It was Tom <laughs> Hanks. It was Tom Hanks who was originally wanted to be uh, the character Phil, and the original script had Phil looping for ten thousand years. Wow! Oh, Can you believe Lord. that? No. That would have been a long movie. movie. That was a long <laughs> movie. Too much. That <laughs> All right, good. We, wow. we got another one here. All right, now, uh, here we go. Number one, Puxatawney, Pennsylvania didn't have a town center that looked good on camera, according to co-writer and director Harold Ramis, so they shot in Michigan instead. Number two, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis have both been honorary grand marshals for the Groundhog Day celebrations in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Number three, there are, are exactly 17 days depicted in this film, either partially or in full. MJ, what do you think is the true statement? I have no idea, but I'm, I'm going with they were grand marshals. Grand marshals. All right. Uh, Brad. Yeah, definitely grand marshals. That, that sounds most accurate to me. Okay. I don't even know what a grand marshal is, but. All right. <laughs> Kim? Kim? How do you take Brady serious? You don't. Um, I think C. I think C. 17 days depicted in the film. Yeah. All right, Greg. I'm going to go with Booger Brad, and uh, I'm going to go with the Grand Marshal. Grand Marshals? All right, Maz? The Grand Marshal seems safe, but I'm going to go with C just seems so obscure, like as a fact. 17, so it's basically 17 days depicted in the film, either partially or in full. Okay. All right, Jamie, comes to you. What do you think? I, I do feel like they would be the Grand Marshals. I'll go with B. That is correct. Good job. Well done. Well done. All right, last one. Here we go. Last one. Uh, number one, the store Lloyd's, always seen in the background in the scenes where Phil Connors encounters Ned Ryerson, mm -hmm. tried to sue the production for several thousand dollars for lost business, and they were unsuccessful. Number two, Harold Ramis kept Bill Murray's overcoat following the movie, which led to a massive falling out between the two friends and former Ghostbusters and Stripes co-stars, which would last, listen, 20 years before Murray buried the hatchet on Ramis's deathbed. And the last one is, uh, this is one of Gene Siskel's quote-unquote great movies. So, Maz, I'll start with you. Which one do you think is true? Crap. Um, that's not an option. One. Yeah, go with the rabies one. <laughs> the rabies. Uh, so the Lloyd's the Lloyd store, the Lloyd store, 
that sued because they lost several thousands of dollars during production. Uh, Harold Ramis and Bill Murray uh, had a big falling out because Harold Ramis kept Bill Murray's character's yeah, overcoat. Yeah, I'm going to go with that one just because it is the longest explanation. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So we got that one. Greg, what do you think? I'm going to go with the Lloyds. Lloyds? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Kim? Whatever Brady says. Okay, yeah. Brady, what do you say? Brad, yes, sorry. My brother, my, I've had my brother take my coat before, and I have still haven't forgiven him, so I'm definitely going with number two. Okay. Uh, number two for me. I can All right, MJ. Yeah, I think number two because that's like too long to make up. I think the Lloyds one, they were maybe successful. Okay. We'll see. All right, Jamie, there you go. Take it or leave it. What do you think? I do recall that they had somewhat of a tumultuous relationship, so I think B is the answer. Oh, that that is incorrect. So so the correct the correct one is Lloyd's. It okay. is. Okay. Uh, uh, they they did thing. unsuccessfully sue production because they said they lost business uh, during movie production, uh, uh, and it was not one of Gene Siskel's great movies. It was Roger Roger Ebert's great movies. And so the second one uh, is also not true because, so they did have a big falling out, and it was after this movie, uh, but it wasn't because Harold kept Bill's overcoat, which is true. He kept the overcoat, but that wasn't what led to the falling out. They didn't get along during the whole movie. So, uh, so yeah. What was the middle thing again? So, uh, good job, Jamie. Rabies. One out of three. What are you talking about? That wasn't bad. I got three out of three. In baseball, that's, you know, you're in the major leagues. So, So, uh, JB, do this. Tell us uh, how can listeners follow you on social media and and stay up to date on what's going on with the Supercell movie? So, um, I have an Instagram handle. It's HJWFilms. Um, that's at HGW Films. Uh, we also have a uh, handle for the Storm, the Brody Storm Tours company, which is Brody Storm Tours on Instagram. Um, and uh, that's it. Cool. Very good. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we're all getting ready for chase season. And at helicity.co slash SFF, they've got a huge selection of weather and storm-themed T-shirts and merchandise, including Stormfront Freaks shirts, beverage containers, uh, and posters, stickers, everything. You can use those while wearing while you're chasing multiple days, right? Everyone knows when you're. Ch- I told everybody, so we're going to go on a uh, Stormfront Freaks chase trip here in May, and I told everybody to pack lightly. Like you, you you're going to be wearing your clothes right multiple days. It's just kind of oh, how it works. Gross. Yep. So Brad's out already. That's why he's oh, never God. he's never <laughs> storm chased be because by, like, the river and stuff? He, he's got to bring multiple suitcases oh, when he's storm chasing. But, but uh, all you got to do is go to the exclusive site helicity.co slash sff to earn 5% off your entire order. And while you're there, click on the brands tab to find all your Stormfront Freaks favorites again at helicity.co slash sff so hey it's time for our final break we got some uh, real dumb hashtag weather fools coming up so uh stay tuned and uh, we'll be right back you're listening 
hosted Emmy Award winning Jeff Petrosky on the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. It's that time again. It's everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Uh, this is Weatherfuls. Now, for those of you who maybe it's your first time, maybe you're very forgetful, or maybe you just have never seen this segment, uh, us as the freaks, uh, we are going out on the internet. We're going out on the dark web, and we are we're looking for you know links. We're looking for videos. We're looking for anyone that did something silly or downright stupid in a weather-related scenario. Phil, who is your weather fool? This cool, week? I'm starting off. Okay, so I've got I got four of these bad boys. Uh, the first one, this is uh, some of you TV meteorologists can probably relate to this a little bit. Uh, Rafael Miranda uh, in New York, he was given the weather. If you can uh, see this, whoa! <laughs> and of course, there there comes uh, there comes what he said on second thought as a pigeon. Uh, popping into his weather <laughs> weather video there in the background as he's wow <laughs> as he's giving the weather so uh, so that that's kind of that's funny weather fool number one uh, so the next one I'm gonna pull this up uh, this next one is, is also pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> If you're watching, it's not funny if you're not watching. So this was at Beach Mountain Ski Resort, and apparently oh one of the God. water pipes broke. Oh, no. And, and it broke right <laughs> over the ski lift, oh, and oh, they no. stopped the ski lift. And like, they stopped the it? ski lift, and these there's people are getting pelted it? by the, the busted water main. <laughs> I mean, what... what? What kind of fun is that? Anybody want to go skiing? That is absolutely ridiculous. Why couldn't they just restart it for like yeah. a second? I mean, what? They, it, it is, is so the crazy. Extra? You, you think they're going to ask for their money back, possibly? There, there, it's funny because there's another there's another video of that same thing happening, and they started the ski lift and then stopped it again when the next <laughs> chair went over it. So there's a whole another couple that uh, that fell with it too. All right, so so this uh, this next one's kind of funny too, it, it, because she's okay. I'll say that up front. Uh, this was where was this at? WSAZ Television uh, in West Virginia. Virginia, yeah. And what what happened here is she was reporting the the on-site news reporter was reporting on a water <laughs> funny a water main break. Uh, you can see it's all wet in the background. This the it's at night and it, the streets all wet in the background. And she was reporting on this water main break. And if you watch, um, you'll see a a car come up behind her and slip. <gasps> And oh. not right into the camera. Just got hit by a car, but I'm okay. I just got hit by a car, but I'm okay. We're all good. I'm okay. Yeah, you know, that's live TV for you. Wow. It's all good. <laughs> I and so you have to understand. <laughs> the, I am so glad I'm okay. The yeah. news anchor okay. at the yeah. studio, he can only hear. He's not watching any of this. Oh, he can't see it. You know what? 
So he has no idea really what's going on. We're good, Tim. Ma'am, you are so sweet and you are okay. But listen, listen to her. You know, I... Oh, Lord. So you... You know, it's my last week on the job, and I think this would happen. So you were bumped in. To me, Tim. Were you bumped down low, Tori, or were you hit up high? I couldn't really tell from the look. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't even. Do you know if I was bumped down low or up high? So <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know. I, my whole life was before yeah. my eyes. But this wow. is wow. Yeah. everything's okay. I I thought I was in a safe. Also, I caught this wasn't her first time. Right. My car on Did she say that? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So she said like it happened to her in college or something like that too. That she got. <laughs> she got. She got hit in college. We're talking about a car accident, right? Was that was that yeah. was that a freezing rain situation where the car was on ice? No, I think it was. She was reporting on a water main break. Was it? Because okay. they say severe weather alert. I thought it was. Yeah. A oh well, rain. maybe. Yeah. May, oh, maybe it that's what like caused it. the weather break. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Kind of the slow motion of the car made me think that. Yeah. Oh, she had her, She had to do the camera and everything. There was nobody there to be like, get out of the way. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right. So then the last last weather fool I've got comes from the Missouri State Police, uh, who accidentally sent out an emergency alert to everybody's phone that had a Batman reference to it. It was it was um, it was like an accidental send, but it said emergency alert, Gotham City, Missouri, uh, 1978 Dodge, you know, and gives kind of a 3700 GT because the upcoming new Batman movie, the Batmobile, is a Dodge GT. So, but anyway, they nice. accidentally sent that out. It was just going to be a, like a test that they were doing. So they, everybody got that on their phone. So good stuff. That is awesome. Good stuff. Wow. Well, well, Phil, those are going to be pretty hard to top. MJ, I know you have a couple. Let's see if you can top uh, Phil's Weatherfuls. I'm going to give it a shot. So I bring them in from our uh, from our. Uh, viewers right and listeners and steve collier sent this one in from lake powell uh which is uh utah arizona and they're on a boat and it's lightning and thundering all around them but look at this storm start to roll in oh my god now. and again they're just on the boat going oh my gosh look at this and you can hear thunder it's like a microburst Holy and yeah wow. watch yeah, it but it looks like it you got to wait for this one because you you really it, it builds and you can see it coming right and i'll maybe fast forward they start to get pelted with rain and maybe a little hail and i'll move it forward just a little They're bit still taking now, selfies oh my point. god oh, yeah no. now here it comes in its full fury Oh my! Oh, and they're God. laying on the bottom of the boat, holding on for he's, dear life. He's oh, holding yeah. the inflatables oh down. Oh, look at that! A bunch of others just went flying, flying out. out Jeez. Crazy. Except somebody's so, still videoing. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a little bit of foolish activity on that one, man. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's. So now, uh, Paige um, at Tornado Pagey uh, br uh, sends us this one. There's a dude who is uh, like he's boxing. Oh, I, I've seen this one. And you get, yes, <laughs> he's boxing the street. And meanwhile, look uh, uh, behind him. You see people running in. Why? There's a tsunami coming in. Oh, yeah, there's no so water. Wonder why the water's all out. Yeah, these people are climbing up the bank, and he's like, Whoa, oh, no. He's like Rocky. This, oh, is not, oh, this is not good. Oh, oh, it does not end well for those folks. Oh, my so. gosh. Do we know yeah. how it ended? Yeah. No, actually, we don't. Um, I, I look, they they actually have a warning on this one that says sensitive 
something and before you can view it so it's kind Whoa. of interesting yeah wow. well they were able to post it so they someone yeah, must they have made it, it yeah because so. <laughs> wow. yeah, someone doing it had to have right um all right so randy jennings uh uh sent this in this is from my home state and this is just a visual one there's no video with this but the minnesota state patrol uh tweeted out storms are expected across the state today if rain becomes too heavy to see find an exit and drive to the nearest parking lot to ride out the storm good advice but then they say if you are unable to get to an exit find the nearest overpass to park no. under in a safe location oh, to ride no. out the storm Oh. Well, wait a minute. If it's, he if it's just heavy rain, that's not a problem. Well, <laughs> well but still, though, yeah, yeah. It, if yeah, yeah, it causes a traffic it's jam. Still bad. Don't yeah, park so. under an overpass. If it's just heavy so. rain. My own Minnesota State just Patrol pull. weather fools. All right, and then finally, I have uh, Josh uh, Burnham, uh, one of our friends, uh, post oh, uh, sent us one. this and says, actually, kind of impressed. And this is, of course, turn you know, turn around, don't drown in the uh, in in the flooded street. But here comes a motorcycle surfing through. Oh the, my uh, god! <laughs> surfing through the high water. Yep. Oh my so. god! So there you go. Those are that's the ridiculous. That hey, you know what? I'm sh I'm sure it all worked out for him. I'm sure his motorcycle didn't stop. You know, yeah. I'm sure it was just fine. All, all right. right. <laughs> That's all I got, Brad. Sorry. Come on, all Brad. Right. Get that mic. Get that mic close to your mouth, there, buddy. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying, "Scoot back for my mic." Here, let me scoot a little closer. Uh, Greg, Greg, who's uh, <laughs> your weatherful this week? Well, this one comes from Markham, Ontario, up here in Canada, and uh, you're gonna see this uh, this dude's trudging through the snow, and it turns out. He's trying to get a meal at a restaurant, and he realizes after going through all the snow that um, restaurants closed. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, that's a half a foot of snow easily. Aw. And so he, he walks away all dejected. <laughs> this was posted, uh, this was posted nice by coat. the Weather Channel. A pretty nice hey. coat. That looks kind of BS. I, I'm going to call BS on that one, Greg. I know, I know. I, I was just in Utah and it was like maybe 58 degrees. I had to walk two blocks and I found out the, the restaurant was close. So I know how he feels. Aww. <laughs> Poor baby. You know, we all can relate to that. We all can relate to getting to a restaurant and it being close. Mm -hmm. Well, Kim, Kim, go ahead. Greg, that was pretty awesome. Kim, go ahead. Who is your weather fool this week? Oh, well, it's got to be Aunt Yvonne. <laughs> so this video, I don't know where it's from, but it was posted today. So I'm thinking it's somewhere in the Midwest where we had a lot of ice. Um, but in the video, it shows a car with branches over it and it's definitely icing it was from you know the weight of the ice broke the branch came down the car and this elderly woman i think it's a woman um is out there checking it out and then there's somebody videotaping this like prompting them to keep looking and check to see if the windows are broken and i'm thinking it's still freezing rain you could hear the rain falling and She's trying look to at this, and 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 off. this older person is taking the big branch off the car. <laughs> but that's okay. Oh, I'll man. just stop and video this. I won't yeah. go help. Yes, <laughs> well, exactly. this eighty-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> that's 
that's exactly right. Oh, and look at this. And meanwhile, there's trees everywhere still lining oh, the area where they could fall right on this person. Anyway, that's oh. my weather pool. That's it. Oh, man. So, oh, Auntie just, Vaughn. You know, you don't send oh. people out to <laughs> In the ice there's, there's two other fools in that. There's the per, there's the woman cleaning yes. up the trees, but then there's the person videoing. That there's I yeah, agree. That, yeah, Yvonne, can you get my dry cleaning too while you're out there? <laughs> I don't. I don't know that. Yeah. Oh well, guys, those those are pretty great weather fools. I think I have the last weather fool here, and and I actually don't know. I think Brady must have must have posted this because because I don't really know uh, what. This is, but I, I think this is talking about in, in Ohio today. There were some people trying to drive around in a level two snow emergency. Dude, what are we doing in this car? I'm going to Popeyes. No, we're not. There's a level two snow emergency in effect for Columbus, which means we shouldn't be on the roads. Hot chicken, hot chicken, what combo are you picking? That's Canes. <laughs> ducky, ducky in my tummy. That's not real. <laughs> Two, 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 two. Well, I'm going. No, I'm not going. Okay, fine. All right, let's go. Psych. Oh God. So, so I feel like I didn't know I was being recorded in that scenario, and Brady must have posted that. But I, I, I think we should not, you know, level two snow emergencies. You generally shouldn't drive, as as it was shown in the video. So. So, Jamie, what well, did you think about his editing on yes. that? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I'm on the inside. That kind of went over my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes five I'm, of I, us. Yeah, no, no. Not an it, it was not an Emmy. I don't, I don't really, none of us really get it either. But So, Brad, anyway, I'm glad you learned something from that. Uh, yes, yes. The error don't in don't your drive ways. at level two snow emergencies. It'll be bad. But uh, so, so, guys, great, great weather fools today. We had a lot of good ones. Uh, if you want to check those out, go to stormfrontfreaks.com under the show notes section. Look for show 150 or check it out on your favorite podcast app. Very good. And I think uh, Garrett corrected me on the uh, Missouri State Police Batman vehicle. He said it was one of the cars in Tim Burton's Batman that the Joker's thugs drove in the chase scene, which makes more sense, right? That they're going after one of Joker's... It also GTs. proves that uh, one of our Patreon members, Garrett, is a giant nerd. <laughs> <laughs> In a good way. You're not. I, I love Batman. That's good. Send me a postcard. Drop me a line. You've got mail, baby. Yeah. All right, MJ, what do we got in the Fan Freak Box? We got the Fan Freak Box going today. P. Locola. Uh, checked in, says, thanks for posting these interviews uh, from the uh, National Storm Chaser Summit, especially interesting for those of us who could not attend in person. So um, glad you enjoyed those. Phil had some great interviews. If you uh, could hear them. From, Audio from was event. crap. But <laughs> yeah, we fixed it a little bit. So it, was, it, was, it was good. You did. You, yeah, it was, it was much worse before MJ had it. <laughs> we did the best we could. Um, and then Kyle Lawler uh, checked in with us on Twitter and says, uh, a channel on TV has Twister, Into the Storm, 
and day after tomorrow on back-to-back -to -back repeated today. Wow. No, has way. potential to be a messy day if I decide to throw on the Stormfront Freaks movie commentary. <laughs> right. There you go. Uh -oh. Hashtag cheers. Wow. Yeah, so I'll say this, Jamie. Um, so we've done in the past, some of our episodes were movie commentaries. We all got together drinking, watching the movie together. So you can imagine what that was like. Uh, but we've done <laughs> Twister, Into the Storm, and day after, day after, tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. tomorrow, we did those three. So, how lucky will you be if we do a movie commentary on Supercell? Which yeah. I guarantee you well, I will would, happen. I would be honored. That that can I can I actually I wouldn't want to be on that commentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would. I won't be there. No. <laughs> this movie sucks. <laughs> is that a, is that a dos hombres day for all of us? It's a yeah. dos hombres day for me. That's for sure. Hey, it's an it's an honor to be uh, a Stormfront freak movie that is commented on. Trust me, because we make up a drinking game with each of them too. Yep. Oh, that's great. And we participate in the drinking game very heavily. <laughs> So that that's what Kyle was referring to was the fact that he'd be watching he'd be participating in the drinking games. So yeah, love it. So well, that's the Freak Fan Box. Thanks everybody for checking in. Keep uh, keep posting to us. We love it. That's awesome. Well, hey, think think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast. We always want to thank everybody for listening and watching. Uh, but before I announce our next guest, if you do like the show, please don't forget to subscribe or to follow the Stormfront Freaks podcast. What that does, it allows you to get notified the minute we release a new episode. It'll show up right in your podcast player inbox the moment that uh, we go ahead and release that. You can also visit patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks, and you can uh, check out all the ways we can do more with you and how you can also help support our show. Uh, that's how we kind of get along and, and are able to do the things we do. Uh, whether you can join us in our live uh, uh, recordings, like a lot of our folks in the chat tonight, or you can actually join us raw on the video recording, get a chance to ask our guest questions. We also are giving away exclusive merch uh, and everything else. Just go ahead and visit patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks to join the team. And as always, we want to thank all our supporters. We love you guys and gals, and, and thanks for uh, helping helping us out special thanks to our guest tonight jamie winterstern jamie thank you so much for joining the show i know you're gonna you're gonna be uh you mentioned earlier that you were going to be speaking at a uh, kind of a chaser show what yes. tell us a little bit about that so it's march 5th it's in arlington it's called uh it's the tessa conference it's the texas severe storm association mm -hmm. conference it's a great place to uh, just meet other storm chasers and and learn more about you know the practice of storm chasing. And I'll be speaking at the event uh, March fifth, so I'm very excited about it. And what are you going to be talking about? Probably the same stuff I talked about here. Ah, we got it first. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, I wish Tessa did. Tessa have a logo or anything? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, he's wearing it. I like it. He's wearing it. Everything's bigger in Texas. Uh, okay, well let's uh, freaks. Let's find out how uh, people can follow you guys and and get a hold of your content. Uh, Maz, I'll start with you. I always takes me like three people to remember what mine is. It's uh, at money storm, money storm for you thank you money money storm, storm for you 
Yeah, it, go ahead and follow Maz. You'll you'll probably get a post once every couple of months. It's really <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. All right, Greg. How can people follow you and and also your uh, your camera classes? Uh, at Tornado Greg on uh, social media and uh, CameraEasy.ca is uh, the website. Cool. How about you, Kim? Um, Twitter, which I'm rarely on anymore, but um, Kim Cunningham WX, and also my website, KimCunningham.com. Are you on that anymore either? Well, I checked to see if I have anybody, you know, sending me emails. But oh, okay, yeah. checking it out. All right, Brad. Uh, we don't know a whole lot about you. How can people follow you? Well, listen, I, I don't really have social media, but my counterpart Brady does, and uh, he's on Instagram and TikTok, uh, and he makes entertaining videos like the one you saw tonight. Uh, Instagram, Cebus <laughs> underscore Weather with Brady, and TikTok is Columbus Weather with Brady. So uh, check me out. I'm gonna make more videos like that in the future. Wow. Awesome. MJ, what about you? At Mark Stormpod, I probably post less than Maz. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Oh, exciting. Exciting. We're, we're not the most entertaining weather podcast for nothing, folks. Exactly. All right. Hey, on the next episode, we're going to be back in two weeks recording February 17th, and we're going to be celebrating Women in Science Day with the Weather Channel's Jen Carfagno is going to be back oh, with excellent. us. Nice. Haven't, haven't had Jen on in a while. She's going to be coming back to the show. Patreon members, they can join the recording live, and the edited audio podcast is going to be available and up to everyone else the following Sunday as normal. So for uh, Maz, Greg, Kim, Brad, MJ, and Jamie, and of course our VIPs, Garrett and Dan and Angela. I'm going to go ahead and send you the all clear. And we're going to go ahead and catch you guys next time. So good night, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.